Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Come, let's pray about the offering with my young ushers in your purple shirts. Wow, looking good, man. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. I tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church today? Are you enjoying our new colors? I'll talk about it more in detail. Hallelujah. But for now, let's get into the word of God. Hallelujah. And we'll do all the ceremonies after. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans, our verse for today, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. One, two, go. It says to be kindly minded is death. Hallelujah. But what this verse is trying to explain to us is that learn to look at things from the spiritual point of view. Hallelujah. Because if you keep on ascribing physical reasons to things that happen, you will die. Hallelujah. In other words, you understand? Because everything that happens, you can explain it physically. You can actually give a natural reason why it happened. But this verse is telling you that if you keep on thinking that way, whereby everything happens, oh, your sister died. He died from an accident because he was in a car with a drunken driver. You can explain it. Your cousin died. He died because he was in school. There was an outbreak of meningitis. You can explain it. Your junior brother died. He died because they went on a skiing trip and there was an avalanche. You can explain it. You can give physical examination, explanation for all that. But about don't think that way. Try and think that what is behind it. Try to look at things from the spiritual point of view. Hallelujah. Amen. When you think that way, you save yourself. Because before you are, what you are seeing in the natural occurred in the spirit. And like everything is learned to deal with this. Because when you think of it in spiritual terms, you will deal with it spiritually. Instead of dealing with it physically. Hallelujah. That is why I had a friend. I was telling you, I had a friend who said that as far as he's concerned, everything is spiritual until proven otherwise. He's the guy that even when we are walking with him and he hits his foot against the stone, we say, Satan, I bind you. Even when he hits his foot against so far as he's concerned, it must be the demon that made him hit his that, that, He's safer. He they say all things are demonic until proven otherwise. That's his theory. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm very excited to be in church. We have some old friends here. We'll acknowledge them in the course of the preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. So, today's a lot of things going to go in the church. So, let me give you the word. Everything is the word. The most important thing is the word. Hallelujah. So, let me share the word of God with you quickly. Amen. Uh, I'm talking, I'm going to start a series. I just finished a series about greatness. So, let me talk to you about... Um, Adding to your faith. Hallelujah. Adding to your faith. Add, add, add to your faith. Addition, addition, addition. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. Second Peter 1, verses 1 to 6. And let's read this beautiful scripture. It says, 
Simon Peter, a servant and an, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. So the first thing you want to know from this scripture is that your faith is precious. I say your faith is what? Precious. I say your faith is what? Precious. See, and anything that is precious to you, you keep it in a safe place. Hallelujah. I bet if I come to your house, I will see your slippers in the hallway. I may even see, what will I see? Your, your, your shoes. I may see some things in the hallway. What else will I see? Or in the living room. Some of you will see your meals, books, your pants. Some of you, your pants will leave you on the sofa. I can, I can easily go to your room if I say, let's go home right now. <laughs> Even though you are looking very polished in church. If I say, let's go home now. When I open the door, you say, Reverend, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you tell me, Reverend, five minutes. <laughs> say, you quickly say, Reverend, five minutes, five minutes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Because if I enter now with you, what I will see, I'm a prophet, right? Even though your hair is in place, your face is smooth. If I go home with you right now, you say, Rev, five minutes. But one thing that I can guarantee you is if I go home with you right now, your passport or your green card will not be in the hallway. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your passport or your green card will not be in the hallway. Will not be in the sofa. It is what? It will be hidden somewhere. Is that right? It will be. Is that right? And the only because it is precious. Hallelujah. So you guard it well. Is somebody hearing me? And the Bible says that your faith is precious. Our faith is precious. And therefore, we must guard our faith. Hallelujah. Guard your faith. Is somebody hearing me? I can preach it. Guard your faith. Hallelujah. And Romans says that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So, it means that a way to guard your faith is to guard what you hear. It means that when you expose your hearing to some other things, it can affect your faith. Is somebody hearing me? So you have to be careful what you hear. Hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing. And say your faith is precious. That is why you have to take heed to the things you hear. The things you listen to. Is somebody hearing me? So it means that if you are believing God to get a job, maybe there's sometimes you should not listen to the news. Are you hearing me? You, are, you have faith for something and, and, you are, and you turn on the news and the news is contrary to what you are believing. Hallelujah. 
But if your faith is precious, you will guard it. If you are believing God for healing, maybe you should not listen to some stories. Is somebody hearing me? Because your faith is precious. Hallelujah. Go back to my Peter. Amen. Life precious faith. With us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. I'm just doing a Bible study. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. How many here wants grace and peace? How many desire grace and peace? I said, how many desire grace and peace? And the Bible says grace and peace will come through you through the knowledge of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's how you get grace and peace. Hallelujah. Study the word. Let's continue. According as his divine power has given unto us all things. He has given us some things. He has given us some things. I say he has given us some things. What did he say? Oh, he has given some people. Oh, he has given only the pastors. He has only given the, uh, the, the choristers. Or the ashes. He has given what? All things. That pertain unto what? That pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. That had called us to glory and virtue. God has given us all things that pertain. You have to understand the Bible well. Though. That pertain to what? And what? That pertain to what? And what? Melissa, what is life for you? I'm asking you, what is life for you, Melissa? I should come down and give her the microphone. Life. What is life to you? Good health? Huh? Wedding? Money, okay. What else is life? I beg, what is life? Money? Ministry? That's godliness, life. A big house? Hey! A good wife is life to a big. <laughs> right now. I want purple. <laughs> life! What is life to you? Prosperity? Peace? Success? Huh? Emancipation? Hey, that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> Emancipation! Life! Wow. Life. Listen, it says he has given us all things that pertain to life, uh, life, life and Godness through. Through what? Through what? I said through what? 
the word is knowledge. Hallelujah. Knowledge. And I like Bishop's message on, on all of us should listen to Eunuchs in the Palace. That series, Eunuchs in the Palace. You see, oh, see, this scripture is explaining to us that you have or you have not based on your knowledge. Is somebody hearing me? You get or you don't get based on your knowledge. Because all things that pertain to life is true, true knowledge. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. Yes, you have faith, you believe, but knowledge. You have or you don't have. You see, and you have or you don't have based on your knowledge. Hallelujah. That is why even when you work, you work, you go to offices. You go to offices, you see that those who wear suits and those who wear uniform. Okay? Some people wear suits and when they come, they don't clock in. I'm preaching to you. Some people wear suits and when they get in, they don't clock in. Huh? They just walk through and then just walk through the office, take off their jacket, sit down, turn on the other side. Something when you come, you must go down and say, clock in. When you are going to your lunch break, when you come back again, and the difference between those two categories of people is the knowledge. It's knowledge. Hallelujah. That's all. It is not based on their height. It is not based on their sex. It's not based on their skin color. The difference is the knowledge. So you have or you don't have through knowledge. That is why you should not despise acquiring knowledge. Am I preaching to you? You should not despise acquiring knowledge. Amen. Through the knowledge. Uh, uh, you know, preaching. Like, like Bishop was sharing with us. And I remember where I come from, where I come from many, many years ago, there used to be a zoo. A zoo, okay? There was a zoo. I don't know why some of you saw it. It was in a city called Kumasi. Kumasi had a zoo. And Accra also had a zoo. It was a zoo. And in that zoo, there was a lion. And the lion was in a cage. The lion was in a cage. Yeah. And there was a, a chimpanzee, Joe Blackie. Who was also in a cage. Because the lion is, a, is a, and the lion is a, in the cage because it's a very wild animal, isn't it? So don't you agree that the lion should be in a cage? Don't you agree? It's a small cage like this, then the lion is there. Then we go and look through the cage and see the lion, one lion. But when I came here, 
and I went to Six Flags Great Adventure, New Jersey. Six Flags Great Adventure. When you go through the animal safari, oh, there too I saw lions. But this time, these lions were not in the cage. These lions seems to be roaming, roaming free. But the other lions I saw were in a cage. You see, so when you don't have the knowledge, you will say, oh, the lions in New Jersey are tame. The lions in Ghana are wild. But the ones in New Jersey are calm. That's what you will say. You say, hey, that's what New Jersey, the lions are nice, so they are roaming free. But Ghana, the lions are dangerous. That's how you would think. But, you see, that's how you would think. But that is not so. Lions are wild everywhere. The lions in New Jersey are as dangerous as the lion in Kumasi. Or Accra. Or Gabon. But the reason why the lions in New Jersey seem to be roaming free is the people have studied the lion. And by their knowledge of what the lion can do, they'll be able to keep the lion in a natural environment and still the lion does not harm anybody because they build fence walls a certain degree because they have stated that the lion cannot go this way. So it's not that the lions here are calm, but they have been studied. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Human nature is the same. I hear somebody say, hey! You know, I saw white people, they are not thieves. It's not true. It's not true at all. They said, Oh, white people. My grandmother used to say that if you are looking for God and you see a white man, you have met God. <laughs> That's my grandmother's theory. Because when you leave your things here, they will never touch it. That's my grandmother's theory. That white man, or if you leave your thing outside, you won't even take it. Hey, you, you know? But let me tell you something. Human nature is the same everywhere. I say human nature is the same everywhere. There are thieves here, and there are thieves there. Thieves are everywhere. But the reason why they are not stealing here, obviously, is knowledge has increased. Systems are in place that when you steal, you can be caught immediately. But where we are come from, you will steal and nobody will catch you. That's why people steal. <laughs> That's the difference. That is the difference. Just that the difference. People are not stealing here, not because they are holy. But you see, knowledge has increased. Cameras and things are in place. on where I come from, they are still stealing because nobody had developed the knowledge to put the camera there and connect it. Because they can put the camera there but it's not connected. <laughs> the cameras can be there big but it's not connected. 
Or even if it's connected, the fluctuation in the electricity will make <laughs> times where the camera will be working. So, what is it? The message is that it's not different. It's not different. But knowledge. Hallelujah. So, so they have acquired a, a, a sort of safe society, not because the people are different, but knowledge of human behavior. They know that human beings by nature, if you don't monitor them, they'll do bad things. Yeah. Recently, I was walking through the Bronx. I think it was Michael Asari or somebody. Then we went to a certain area. Lights! I mean, I mean, big lights. That comes on in the night. Do you know what I'm talking about? Lights, yeah. I mean, like, like in, the, in the projects. Huge lights. But where I live, when you walk on my street, it's dark. But there, lights. Because, you see, they have studied that the crime rate is high here. So, the way to minimize stealing is to brighten up the place at night. So, if the people have no stealing now, it's not because they have changed, but they have been studied. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you like, turn the light off today and you see. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. So, knowledge you acquire or you get or you don't get based on the knowledge amen look it is no wonder okay it is no wonder that the bible okay the bible describe even sex as knowledge <clears throat> it's no wonder even sex is described as knowledge. The Bible says that an Adam knew his wife. Adam knew his wife and bare fruit. It means that even bearing fruit is connected to a certain level of knowledge. This is deep. Yeah. It means Sex, which is intimacy between two people, is described by a certain form. Like, you knew the woman in a way beyond the ordinary. And because of that knowing, you can bear fruit. Oh, yeah. Are you hearing me? It means without knowing a woman in a certain way, you cannot bear fruit to that person. You can be close. You can sit by the person. You can touch the person. But you can't bear fruit. And Adam knew his wife. It means he had a knowledge which is different from the what every, everybody knew Eve on the outside, but he knew he, he knew Eve inside. It's a different type of knowledge. So it is it is then your fruit bearing is even linked to your knowledge. Are you hearing me? All things. That pertain to life and godliness. Through what? Through what? Through what? I said through what? Yeah. So don't despise knowledge. My brother and my sister, do not despise knowledge. 
you have or you don't have based on your knowledge. Amen. Best. I'll go back to the same. Is it um, uh, the, the verse before? Verse three again. And had called us to glory, knowledge of Him that had called us to glory and virtue. That's just a point. God has called us to glory and virtue. Okay, God has called us into glory and virtue. God did not call us into disgrace and shame. I said, God did not call us into disgrace and shame. Tell your neighbor, you will not be ashamed. You will not be disgraced. Say, your call is to glory and virtue. So people who think that by becoming a Christian, you become broke and ashamed, they are lying. The call is for glory and virtue. Hallelujah. Next verse. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Oh, verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence. This is what I'm doing. Add to your, add to your faith what? Add to your faith what? Add to your faith what? You see, and it says, giving all diligence. This is basic Bible teaching. Giving all diligence. You see, what does somebody say giving? What does it mean by what does it mean to say giving all diligence? What does it mean? Hard work? Okay, what does it mean? Giving giving all diligence. Huh? What do you say? I can't hear you. Make every effort. Diligence. Yes. Make every effort. Be serious about it. Huh? Push yourself at it. Work at it. Be diligent about it. The Bible says, don't, 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 or another way to say, don't trivialize it. Don't trivialize it. But be, con- be conscious about it. Be hardworking about it. And add to that precious faith, add, add to that faith, virtue, and to virtue knowledge, add, and to virtue knowledge. Continue. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. You see, add, 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 and to patience, God, add. Add to it. Add to it. I know you have a like precious faith. Eh? I know you believe. But faith alone is not enough. Add something to it. Hallelujah. Add to it. Be serious. And add to your faith. Hallelujah. Be serious. And add to your faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. Be serious. I know you believe. But add something to it. Faith is core. Faith is the core thing. Listen to me. Faith is the core thing. Like when you go to school, they have the core subjects. But after the core subjects, you must also ask some electives. Otherwise, you will not graduate. Hallelujah. Because faith is the core. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. But in addition to your faith, add things that... Because when you read the whole scripture, I say, for, for, for he that, he, he that like it shall never be unfruitful. It's like your fruitfulness or becoming successful as a Christian is not only your faith, but the things you are able to add to your faith. 
That's what I'm talking about. Adding to your faith. Hallelujah. Add to your faith. Amen. And he begins to list a, 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 a number of things. I'm going to take them one by one. Today I'm going to talk about one of the things that I, I feel we must learn to add. Patience. One of the things you must add is what? I say one of the things you must add to your faith is what? One of the things you must add to your faith is what? Patience. Now what is patience? I hope somebody can define patience to me. Somebody has a dictionary? Patience. Because if you have a dictionary or Google, patience. I mean, patience simply is the ability. In fact, patience can be defined as the ability to, to, to suffer wrong. Patience. Ah, put it for me. Okay. Okay, the first one says, the quality of being patient as the bearing of, we are a very high-tech church. Okay, we are, we are high-tech. You should put a hand together for my technical team. You see, it says, the quality of being patient as the bearing of provocation, annoyance, misfortune, or pain, without complaint. That's patience. The ability to tolerate annoyance, delay, Confrontation without complaint. Without complaint, loss of temper, irritation, or the like. The ability to endure. Without complaint. And Bible says, I know you are a believer, you believe, you trust God, but add that ability to your life. So that you can endure wrong. You can suffer wrong. People can abuse you and you don't complain and you are not irritated. Add it to your faith. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Without compl compl complaint. Yeah. The ability or willingness to suppress <laughs> the ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay. And I complain. Tolerate nonsense. Simply define faith is sometimes defined as the ability to tolerate nonsense without complaint. Yeah. Delay, annoyance, irritation without complaint. Patience. And the Bible says, I know you believe. You can call mountains to move, but add to that the ability to be provoked, irritated, annoyed without complaint. That's patience. That's patience. Add it. Suffer. Listen. And the Bible calls it, the Bible says, add it to it. And the Bible calls it a virtue. You know, listen to me carefully. Being patient is not a sign of weakness. The ability to tolerate nonsense, suffering, and provocation without talking back is not a sign of weakness. So when you are behaving stupidly to somebody and the person does not talk back, it doesn't mean the person is weak. Am I preaching to you? 
The fact that you, 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 you did something and he did not react, that's no media, they are blind. Neither does it mean that they are weak. No, 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 no. Don't make the mistake. Hallelujah. When somebody is patient with you, when somebody tolerates your nonsense, it does not mean that he's a fool at all. He is displaying a strong quality. Something added to his faith. Patience. James chapter 5 verse 11. James 5, 11. What does it say? Behold, we count them happy, which endure. Because another definition of patience is endurance. A synonym for patience is endurance. The ability to endure. You see, behold, we count them happy, which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. You all know the story of Job. The Bible says you have heard of the story of Job. The patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. You have heard, you have heard of the patience of Job. In other words, God is saying that all of you heard what Job went through. And his ability not to curse God. Because in the process, his wife said curse God. That's why it's defined as provocation annoyance and everything without without talking back without getting irritated because what Job went through the logical thing for him to do was to which was suggested to him by his wife and close curse God it's like don't take this nonsense anymore enough of the nonsense Job Enough of the nonsense. Job, for how long will you allow, allow people to walk over you? How long, Job? But the Bible says that you have heard of the, the patience of Job. The patience of Job, you all know the story of Job. It means that in the midst of the provocation, the irritation, things not working, he still was able to maintain his composure and not cast God. Hallelujah. The ability to endure. I said the ability to endure. Nonsense. Irritation. Anger. Without reacting. Hallelujah. The place is quiet. You think it's all about faith. Patience is added. Patience is added. It's not only about you believe. Faith is core. But you need patience. And patience is defined by this. That's what I'm about to say. The patience of Job. The things that Job suffered without talking back. Can you endure without talking back? I say, can you endure without talking back? Hallelujah. And the Bible says we see the end of Job. You see, this scripture says, you see the end. You have heard of Job and have seen the end. And we all know that because of that virtue, because of that character, 
because of that tolerance, at the end of his life, he had twice more than what he lost. It means patience is a great virtue that if you're able to tolerate nonsense and go to, at the end, you will gain more than what you lost. At the end. At the end. If only you can go through it. You can go through that provocation, that lack, that despisement. At the end, you will end up getting twice. That is why it's a great virtue. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Whether you like it or not, your real Christian character is tested by your patience. I'm preaching, tell you. I say, your real Christian character is not tested by how loud, you can, how loud you can speak in tongues. How much you can shout. It is tested by your patience. It is your, your, your real Christian character is tested by your tolerance. Hallelujah. Yeah. Patience. The ability to endure. Because the truth of the matter is that everybody looks nice from afar off. But when you get closer to people, they will offend you. It's a word. Most people are nice afar off. But when you get closer to them, they will offend you. Yeah. Yeah. That is why one, one man of God said that don't say you are patient or forgiven until you are married. That is the real test. If after you are married you can forgive, then you are patient. Forgive. Yeah. That is when, yeah. Because look, most people are nice and powerful. But when you get close, and you can't get closer than marriage. So if you can forgive your wife or your husband, then you are patient. It's a good test. I'm preaching, it's a good test. I don't care how loud you speak in tongues. If you can forgive more her, then you are a real Christian. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. God vindicated Job. Amen. Yeah. God vindicated Job. Listen to me. Stop taking matters into your own hands. What did I say? Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't respond to every provocation. Allow God. Allow God. I say, allow God. Bible says, God said, our vengeance is mine. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, for some of you, and I'm preaching to you now, for some of you, your greatest liability is your temper. Your greatest, the thing that has, your, your, your greatest liability, or the things that, the thing that has kept you from attaining certain heights or success is your temper. Because you have this attitude. I don't take nonsense. I don't take nonsense. I don't tolerate nonsense. I'm not a doormat to be walked upon. Listen to me. I don't take nonsense, okay? Everybody knows that me, I don't take nonsense. 
and you feel good about it. Every say, hey, you have not heard of me, eh? You have heard of me. Go and ask. Go and ask. Hey, hey, you, 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 you are, you are new to the choir. Eh? You are new to the choir. Ask the choir members. They will tell you. They ask for me. <laughs> you are new to the choir. Hey, ask for me. I don't take nonsense. Hallelujah. You must be new. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't tolerate nonsense. Your, your greatest liability is your temper. Husband, you get so angry. I'm your husband. You get so angry, you begin to vibrate. I don't think Relax. One small thing that your wife did or a child, you are so angry. I mean, when, you, when, you, when your temper comes, all the children run to their rooms. I'm preaching. When your temper comes, every child has to run away. Nah. You're so annoyed. When your temper comes. I'm annoyed. Nah. You're so annoyed. Your wife cooking, you eat. Huh. You are the one who's hungry. Oh. You are so annoyed. I will eat. You eat. You eat. She will say in her head, the fewer the merrier. Let's cook it. <laughs> you are angry, so you won't have sex with your wife. <laughs> Listen to me. Most wives don't care. I'm preaching to you. I say most wives don't care. Already they think it's too much. So you <laughs> So you be angry and not touching her. She's probably singing quietly in her head. I am under the rock. <laughs> the rock is hard than I. Jehovah hides me. Hides me under the rock. Go tell my enemies. <laughs> you know suffering. Look, they don't care. I'm a, I've been a pastor for a while. Look, they only begin, see, most wives say they only begin to care if like six months, no sex. Then they begin to worry. Then at that point, they wonder what, does, what is you doing outside? That's when their song change. I will lift up my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching. I don't care. I'm preaching. I don't always annoy you. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yeah. Preaching. Two weeks, they don't care at all. They don't care. One month, they don't always suffering. I won't eat. I won't talk to you. Eh, go. They are singing praises in their heart. Yeah. By your temper, when you are angry. You see, I'm talking about your greatest liability. It's probably your temper. You are unemployed because of your anger. I say you are unemployed because I don't take nonsense. You don't take nonsense. I knew somebody 
who didn't have a job? I've been unemployed for a long time. Then I talked to him, and one day he got a job. And when he got a job, he got a job at Walmart. You know, I mean, I've been unemployed for a while. I said, look, it doesn't matter. I mean, anything is better than zero. You understand? Know anything is better than zero. So take it like that, at least. And his job was to push the, you know, when you go to the shopping, the cart, you have to push the cart from there. From the parking lot to the door. That job, that's what he got. And that's so, it doesn't matter. I mean, you have been home for, this person has been home for even a year or so. Long time. I said, it doesn't matter. I mean, as you are staying and your wife is annoyed and everybody's because some wives, eh? Some, some wives. I said some wives. You know, the, 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 the submission the submission and the cooking is contingent on the paycheck. The day you lose your paycheck, things begin to reverse. Yeah. So, I saw, brother, take it like that. Yes, I mean, just, it's okay at least. For now, it's better than nothing. Are you hearing me? Despite not many jobs, at least he give you a paycheck. He did a job for three or four days. One day I was there, he called, rap, rap, I quit, I quit. <laughs> a true story I'm telling you. Rap, rap, I quit, I quit. I said, what do you mean? He said, I quit. Can't do that. That guy, he told me to push the cat. And when I was pushing, he said, it's too slow. I don't take that nonsense. I quit. Nonsense. I quit, Rev. I quit. I said, You don't have a job. <laughs> you are pushing a trolley. And the guy said, You are pushing it. Your supervisor says, You are pushing too slowly. Rev, he told me I was pushing. I quit. I don't take that nonsense. I quit. You quit. Without a job. Yeah, no temper. He remained on a plane for a long time. At the point, the wife was threatening to kick him out of the house. Because you quit for them, I should go to work. That's <laughs> what I'm telling you. I know another lady too. She was working. Like two friends, they were working in an office. And then she quit. And then she told her friend, asked her that, why? He said, look. And she told her friend, look, I cannot take that nonsense in that job. That's what she told her friend. Well, I can't tolerate that nonsense. So initially, she came to stay home. Two friends. One month, two months, three months. Six months she was broke. And then she went to her friend. See, she had forgotten she had told her friend. She went to her friend and said, Look, can you borrow me some money? Then the friend told her, You, you don't take nonsense, but you want me to eat the nonsense. <laughs> Yes, I told her. You, you don't take the nonsense. Me, I should, me, I should eat the nonsense. And after I give you money. Yeah. Teaching to you. Your temper. Hallelujah. Even some of you young, uh, some of you ladies, the reason why you are not married is because you don't like nonsense. Because you don't like nonsense. Listen to me, I don't tolerate nonsense. And, my, I, I, and you can't talk to me that way, okay? I, I, I got my own paycheck. You 
take notes. That's why you are still there. You are looking at me. That's everything. I cannot, I don't, I, I, listen to me. I can't stand for any nonsense. So you date a guy, couple of months. Listen, I can't take nonsense. It's true. It's true. I know. It's true. You can't take nonsense. And you are right. You are right because marriage has a lot of nonsense in it. <laughs> I say you are right. Marriage has a lot of nonsense in it. So if you cannot take nonsense, then you are not ready to marry. Ask all the married women. What am, there's no marriage. Ask the women. You can ask Nicola. Or you can ask Lady Pastor. You ask Nicola, at least your pastor's wife. And they will tell her, is there nonsense in the marriage? Even me, ask my wife whether there's no nonsense. <laughs> ask Nicola. This is our pastor's wife. You know, because they are married to pastors, everything is smooth. Is that nonsense? Is that nonsense, Nicola? I won't ask my wife because you, can, you should not despise your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking the assistant pastor's wife. <laughs> I'm asking the assistant pastor's wife because, no, but I'm asking the assistant pastor. Is that nonsense? Huh? Give it. <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, ask her. Are you hearing me? That's how you hearing me. Your temper. Hallelujah. Because you can't take nonsense. One lady got married. Lady Reverend was telling us. One lady got married. And after two weeks, she went to Lady Reverend's office. She said, ah, Lady Reverend. He didn't tell me. <laughs> lady Reverend was telling us. So Lady Reverend said, what didn't I tell you? Say, you didn't tell me that marriage has such nonsense in it. Because it's nonsense. No, I'm preaching a, a, a real message to you. The reason why you are not tasting of the glory and the beauty of marriage is because you are, not, you are not prepared to take nonsense. Because marriage has nonsense in it. Period. No matter who you are married to. Is that, is that nonsense in it? Continuously. <laughs> Tasha said there's nonsense in it. What? Where's Lydia? Is that nonsense in it? Huh? Mucho. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Reverend Sian. Let's acknowledge Reverend Sian. Reverend Sian is. Come, 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 come. One minute. I know you have somewhere to go. Reverend Sian used to be uh, our old friend on Calvary Road with Bishop. He was the executive with Lady Pastor. Hallelujah. And, and we thank him for visiting us. And that's his daughter, who's our member here. So he came to visit. <laughs> thank you. He's a very powerful man of God, though. Don't joke with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
I'm sure he has a point somewhere to go. Amen. Yeah. Nonsense. You see, what I'm saying is your temper. You are, you, are, you, are, you are not working because of your anger. You are failing your exam before because of your anger. You are not failing because of your anger. And you, and, and, and you boast in it. I mean, I don't take nonsense. You don't take nonsense. Who eats nonsense? Hallelujah. In fact, somebody said, somebody said that the best marriage, you know the best marriage? Hey, yesterday I was, I was at a wedding, I had a very powerful sermon. One of the best sermons on marriages. But somebody said that the best marriage, okay? Do you know what the best marriage? Are you, getting to get, are, you, are, are you willing to get married? You're not married yet, right? So you want to marry? Let me tell you. The best marriage, okay? The ideal marriage, the marriage that works well, okay? Is between a blind woman and a deaf man. I'll explain. The ideal marriage is between a blind husband. No, a blind wife. You see, the wife must be blind. And the husband must be deaf. That is the ideal marriage. Do you know why? I'll explain to you. Because women talk a lot of nonsense. Are you hearing me? Men, men, men don't talk a lot. A lot of the problems in the house is men, women. Men, men, men. Women talk a lot of noises. So the only way you can be happily married is to learn to tune them out. Be deaf. Are you hearing me? And then a blind wife. A blind wife because a blind wife because husbands misbehave. Husbands, the things that they do, when you see it, they are annoying. So you are better off not seeing it at all. That's why they, you must be a blind wife. Don't see what they are doing because husbands, they, men don't talk, they behave. So, most, you see, that's why you have to learn to be a blind wife, to ignore what he is doing. And you have to be a deaf husband to ignore what she is saying. Listen to me. If you are a wife and you open your wife to everything that your husband is doing, you will be troubled. You will be worried. You must learn to close a blind eye. You have opened your eyes. What is he doing? When is he coming from? Who is he talking to? Why? You, 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 who is calling him? You will worry your soul. Some things you just need to close your eyes. And if you are a husband, you must shut your ears to your wife's nonsense. Because every day, nya, 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 nya. <laughs> Say hallelujah. Yeah. I'm preaching. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be proud of your anger. I hear me. This attitude of, I don't take nonsense. You do me, I do you. You do me, I do you. You do me, I do you. Look, go and read the parable. 
Jesus said, Jesus said, Moses told you, an eye for an eye, an ear for a ear. But I say, but I say, okay, but I say that if your friend hits you on the left cheek, turn the right. If he asks you for your jacket, give him a cloak. But Moses said, an eye. Because, and do you know what Jesus Christ said? Because if you live in a world of an eye for an eye, eventually all of us will be blind. I said, if we live in a world for an eye for an eye, eventually all of us will be what? When you read the, 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 the story of the Samaritan woman, not a Samaritan. If you read the story of the, 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 the woman who was caught in adultery, when you read that story, he said, any of you who have not sinned, let him take the stone and throw at the woman. Let him throw. And then suddenly the Bible said, then they all, from the old eldest to the smallest, began to drop their stone. It didn't end there. Then he said, I don't condemn you. And then when you read the passage down, down there, he began to preach. Then that's why he said, I am the light of the world. Go read that passage in John. He continued to say that I am the light of the world. He that walketh me shall not walk in darkness. That's why he said he's the light. He's the light because, because the light, if we, if we don't live in a world of forgiveness and tolerance, there will be darkness. He's light because the ability to forgive makes us walk in the light. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Listen to me, church. Add to your faith. Patience. The ability to tolerate nonsense. The ability to what? I said the ability to what? Stand up to your feet. We'll continue next week. I want to launch Kodesh, so. Hallelujah. Makandoli Yamama. Come give me a song. Makandoli Yamama. Shandori Yamama Namanamama. Hilama Say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Oh, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say God has spoken. God has spoken. Say let the church. So let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Before I sit down, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are here, you are not born again. The Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his soul. So this afternoon, you are not saved. You are not born again. Please, with every head bowed and every eye closed, lift up your hands. I pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Anybody? You are not saved. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for salvation. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Push your hand together for the Lord and be seated and get your first and best ready. Please come with your first and best. Riches, oh Lord. Only you, oh God, in Isaiah 46. The riches are hidden, but now we have come to your holy hill. In your holy hill, there are blessings and there are riches, oh Lord. Through our obedience of bringing the tithe, Lord, may the 90% be blessed. Be blessed in the name of your, of your Son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord, Lord, you We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.